I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, welcome back everyone to another episode of Opinionated Lushes Does Books and Booze, where we invite on indie authors to read a little bit of their book while we get a little bit drunk and uh, talk a little about, you know, writing, the writing process, their books, and uh, we get to know a little bit more. So I'm going to throw it to Dawn to introduce this week's author. Hey everyone, and I want to give a special welcome to Tally Winham. Hi Tally, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am great. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been writing, and your uh, dog's name. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll start with the most important thing, which is my dog. This is Gareth. He is a Jack Russell Beagle, uh, and my friends like to tell me that I spoil him too much, and that's why he is like he is. Um, <laughs> but the first time I brought him home for a night and crated him to go out and pick up food, I came home to him screaming himself worse, and he pooed all over his crate. So, like, he basically came like this. <laughs> you know what? COVID babies are just built different, all right? It's oh, just no, a no. baby. I that. Oh, I was wow. up with him through COVID. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. Just blame COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I write, uh, I guess the closest umbrella is uh, dark romance. Um, although... I've had people say that it's kind of more like off gray because um, I <laughs> I have some limits that I won't quite write up to. I like dark and morbid themes, but it's more that I'm kind of uh, goth at heart and always have been than it is that I'm, you know, particularly violent. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good clarification there. Yeah, yeah. And tell us a bit about the book that you are going to be reading from today. Okay, well, this is uh, my most popular book by far. Not that I have a whole bunch, and, you know, it is uh, Sloth. It's got a very pretty cover here. Oh, it is pretty. I saw the picture earlier. I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah, it was part of the Seven Sins series with a collection of other authors. Um, for anybody who's heard about the series at all, it kind of blew up when it came out last year. They're standalones. You can read them all independently. So if you've got your favorite author who wrote one of them, go read them. We kind of hope that people will want to read the whole series, but you definitely don't have to. Um, the current project that I'm working on is a sequel to this one, but it is, well, you know, basically I, I started writing about sloth and then it has become sloth. So like I'm working <laughs> on it, but it's, it's not going very quickly. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll get talking about your writing process and how long it takes you. Cause I'm always curious. <laughs> it different it differs so much by author you know like Mm -hmm. some are just and then others are like well my first book took me 10 years you know it's like (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) that's fair the important thing is finishing it not actually how long it takes to get uh, I want to say a little fun fact is um, the first book mail I've ever received from an author was Brooklyn Cross and it was greed. So mm-hmm. I've already somewhat started this series. I just haven't yeah. continued, but I mean, I want to. All the books were on my indie author wish list. 
song yet. I'm going to go through it eventually. Awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. We'll jump it up because the, I am working on the sequel. It will be out at some point this year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read the drink words uh, for the chapter you will be reading. Um, Is there actually, before I do that, is there any context we should know prior to? Uh, Not in particular, no. Okay. I'm going to, my chapters are fairly short, so I'm going to give you the prelude because that's extremely short. Then I'm going to read the first chapter where the characters meet. Okay, perfect. So we get the context in there. <laughs> I like yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so our drinking words are slow knees, eyes, and anything that makes you feel a little morally guilty. <laughs> so I'm going to mute so you don't hear me slurp and feel free to start whenever. Okay. This is the prelude. <clears throat> I'm an often forgotten sin, less flashy than pride and wrath, less fun than gluttony and lust, too passive for envy or greed. I'm not active in the ways that they are, but I'm present, I'm here. Oh, I am so, so here in this modern world of compromise for convenience. Every time you compromise your morals to use the plastic water bottle instead of filling a glass, or you throw the recycling out with the trash, I'm here. When you drive to save yourself walking two blocks, that's the way to me telling you, it's okay this time, you had a hard day, or what does one more matter? or it's not like your actions have any global impact. You're right, your actions don't have a global impact, but every single little one has an impact on your soul and you don't even notice, but I do. The road to hell isn't paved with good intentions. It's gently sloped with, I'll let someone else deal with it. It's okay this one time. <laughs> it's a lot of drinking going on there for some reason. I got a lot of responses to that one too when I when the book came out. All right, so this is our first chapter introducing our heroine. So you are then. I almost jumped out of my skin at the voice interrupting my morning, well, afternoon coffee break. I did drop my book, which hit the small glass top table and fell down at my feet. I gave a quick look to the corner of the table and the mug sitting on it to reassure myself that nothing had been broken, then spun in my seat and looked over at the balcony next to mine the one attached to the apartment that wasn't empty after all. Someone had dragged what looked like a living room lounge chair out, and a man was flung out across it as if he'd grown there. I hadn't heard him come out, so he must have been there already when I came out, but I hadn't even picked up on anyone's presence when I'd sat down. Somehow I'd even completely missed that there was furniture there now, where there had been nothing before except a few pots with dead plants wilting over the sides and the odd streak of pigeon poop. I couldn't get a very good look at his face as he was wrapped up in an oversized black hoodie with what looked like a few holes in it, though a closer look made it clear the holes were part of some high fashion concept and sweatpants that probably cost more than my monthly rent. Honestly, my first thought was that he'd broken in and was squatting there illegally, but he seemed far too relaxed for that and too expensively dressed. So unless he was that unconcerned about the police being called on him, he really must have a right to be there. The drug dealer option still seemed worryingly probable. I am what? Huh? You're very hot, the man replied, his tone strangely flat, though there was a quirk at the corner of his lips, just a faint shadow. Though you seem very energetic. His eyes, though, glowed out of the darkness of his hood with a vibrant intensity that seemed impossible. They were blue and focused on me in a way that was unsettling. I felt my mouth open and close a few times, no sound escaping. It was an unnerving sensation and one I hadn't ever been aware of experiencing before. What am I supposed to say to that? I finally got out. There was a long pause. It was a strange one, though. The feeling in the air was that he was going to reply and that he wasn't thinking over what he was going to say, just that he was going to take his sweet time saying it and I was just expected to wait. It was such an unusual experience, I found myself doing exactly that, like I couldn't move until the tension had snapped. Thank you, sir. He finally answered, his smirk growing. That brought a scowl to my face. Now I was back on familiar footing, dealing with just another creep in the city. Really? No, I don't think that's the way I'd reply. Pushing up from my seat, I picked up my coffee and turned to head back in, away from this weirdo in his unsettling gaze. His low laughter, a lazy meandering sound, followed me in and only cut off when I closed the glass door behind me. I leaned against it for a moment, a full-body shudder coursing over me. 
What the fuck, I muttered, strangely uncomfortable. The weirdest part was, of course, that some part of me wanted to go back out there and subject myself to his strange gaze again. Odd, as I'd for sure never been one for submission. Usually I ended up having men on their knees in front of me, though it wasn't necessarily my kink. I hadn't even gotten to really see his face, obscured by his hood as it was. If I actually passed on the street, I wouldn't know it. He'd be just another lanky shadow shuffling through the crowds, faceless and unremarkable. Or maybe those eyes of his. Yes, I'd recognize those eyes, the intensity in them as he looked at me, an intensity that made some part of me want to fall to my knees next to him and gaze up into them. I have never been that desperate for a man's attention, I told myself, shaking my shoulders loose and pushing off of the door. Nor do I have time for one who's going to make that sort of demand of me, I added, even as I pulled my phone out of my pocket and flicked absently through my contact list. I knew what I was looking for, even as I didn't consciously acknowledge it or dare look too closely at what I, why I was doing it at that particular moment. But I pulled up an old friend from law school, Jared, who had been a study and sometimes fuck buddy. If I needed an itch scratch today, well, that was my own business. I had the day off, after all, insomuch as any work I did wasn't officially on the clock, and it had been a long time. And it had absolutely nothing to do with the way that creep next door had looked at me. Absolutely nothing at all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ooh, that was good. I feel, I feel very morally guilty now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, it's me. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I, I know. this one. Part I of it comes from, I, I was raised um, by a mother who was really on the recycling train even before it became kind of more widespread. Uh, so I've always been very aware of that. <laughs> yeah. So then I feel guilty. I carry bottles home with me because I don't trust that the trash can will be taken to the right place if I'm out somewhere. So I will carry home and put it in my recycling personally. Like it's, I'm neurotic about it, but then at the same time I'm using the plastic dishes at work every day instead of washing a spoon. So, you know. There's <laughs> no I, I, ethical I, consumption under capitalism. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. But we all feel a little guilty because of it. Yeah, we do, but there's not a whole lot we can do about it. So, not much. No, <laughs> no. That's why we talk about it, I guess. <laughs> so, um, I know this like kind of came up earlier. How long does it usually take you to complete a novel? Um, I can get through them fairly quickly once I get myself into writing it. 
Um, once I have the outline, I'm pretty good at saying, okay, so this is outlined 30 chapters. I'll write a chapter or two a night. And then I can usually stick to that. But somebody's kind of hold my feet to the fire <laughs> because I won't. Yeah. So, so I love someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don. Did you write <laughs> no, it I did. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I try to call her out every episode. Mm. I, I've been busy. My kid's been home constantly and you can't do crap. I can barely clean my house. The world's on right. fire, literally. Yeah. Like outside. Yes. So it's fair. Like if <laughs> if you're gonna have an excuse, like it's it's fine. The world's it's on fine. fire. I'm just yes, I'm just it is. exactly. <laughs> um, so you said you wrote outlines. So does that mean like you're more of like a planner when it comes to writing your books? Yes, definitely. I've always been I've always been pretty type A anyway. I mean I'm a Capricorn, if that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then that's that's part of it too, right? Because if I don't see immediate returns on getting like a lot of, of financial recompense for the books, I'm like, okay, but I could also go do this thing, which will, uh, yeah. and so I'm, I'm straight up, if I'm not getting enough like reads, I will just not feel as motivated despite the fact that I'm doing this for fun, right? <laughs> it, it's it's weird how that happens. It's like, mm -hmm. I feel like because, I mean, we're all like some sort of content creator yes. now. It's mm -hmm. like, you just, you, you're you like, oh, I'm doing this for fun. And then when you see the numbers go down or something, you can't mm -hmm. help but feel that, you know? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. is it me? Yeah, even though <laughs> I need to be a writer forever. And now I've got, you know, three printed books that I've written you know, novels on my shelf. Like I did this. Uh, I would love to have more. I keep thinking about, I want to do this story. I want to do that story. And I, so I'm telling myself, you have to finish the first one so you can get <laughs> to the next one. You have to finish one. But even when I'm complaining and saying I'm not writing, I've got a couple of Vela's running. Um, you know, I'm writing content freelance. I mean, I'm, I'm actually doing a lot of writing. I'm just not working on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the hardest thing about being an author? The same thing that everybody probably tells you, and that's the self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's a good one. Terrible. I mean, with the Sin series, you know, we all went in on a, a package to promote it, and that was great because somebody else did all the handling on that, you know, and, and I didn't have to do much but, you know, say, yes, let's do this and put in some money for it, right? Although now when I, I follow a lot of dark romance groups and if people are looking for uh, recommendations of books that are by authors that I know, I'm like, oh, hey, and I'll recommend other authors, but I will almost never recommend myself. I just hope that Aww. somebody else will. Do the same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there a social media you find best for uh, any sort of self-promotion? We usually get the same answer, so that's why I ask. <laughs> um, I, the one I pay the most attention to is Facebook because I'm on there more often. I know TikTok is more effective, but I'm also old, so I'm like it's actually fair. trying to engage with it and grumping about it like an old man on my front lawn at the same time. I don't like that TikTok. You know, <laughs> you know, like watching baking videos. So <laughs> it's easier to watch videos on TikTok than creating the videos because, like. There's a whole other area for editing and stuff. And like, even I don't even know all of it. Um, I, I play with it and figure it out. But yeah, for the most yeah. part, I have no clue what I'm doing. You've got a pretty active presence. I've definitely noticed that, which is great. I need to, I'll go through periods where I'll, you know, post most days for about two weeks and then I'll see the engagement go up and then I'll you know, go out of town or something. And, oh, no, I'm just not doing it now. <laughs> well, in order to get those videos, I spend literally all day on TikTok just watching and then be like, oh, I could copy that one. Or, oh, I could redo that one. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. But it's literally hours of watching. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I can do that. I find I find that the videos I work the hardest on get zero, zero streams. And then I'll have, like, mm -hmm. one video of me just talking. And it's like a thousand, two thousand streams, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, it, it's I didn't a balance. You need to do both. You need to do like sound effects, and you need to do ones where you just talk. If you focus on literally just sound effects, um, your views drop. If you too do much. literally just talking, too your much views work. Drop. 
I know it's, it's a lot <laughs> like the algorithm is insane and like you have to do all these tricks you need to know the right hashtags which sounds are trending um which themes are going on right now like it's just it's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah okay noted I should do some with talking I avoid those like the plague <laughs> I've for the longest time and then I started and one of like one video obviously tanked and I was like all right well not too many people are seeing them so it doesn't really matter and then so I kept doing it and then one really skyrocketed and I was like oh crap people are seeing this <laughs> Shit. but I mean, yeah. but then I got that you know what is it called the the spike and mm. I was like I love it I need to keep doing it so and that's my only tip I have for that um so do you mostly focus on dark romance then or do you prefer you want to go like outside of that genre um that's what i write i i call it for fun um because the the focus is just the interpersonal relationship and everything else kind of comes around that i i build the plot around the characters and say what do these characters need to go through to end up here Okay. Um, so that's that's how I plan these, and it's a lot easier than, say, world building, elaborate world building, or something. <laughs> so you prefer character development rather than world building? Uh, yeah, that's I find that the the most fun. But I'm also writing a fantasy novel, um, and that one is kind of my baby. <laughs> uh, and that one is a little bit harder because I there is world building like it's yeah. a, like mm -hmm. okay so here's the characters and then also here's this completely bananas premise and so we've got to make mm -hmm. all of this work together and because i i grew up like i tell people that some of my earliest memories were watching star trek with my dad <laughs> you know before i even knew what days of the week were i just knew that sometimes the tv <laughs> came on and this cool show was on and so I always thought that like it made me cool that I was watching this show with my dad. So that tells people a lot. I had a Star Trek dad too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I grew up on, on sci-fi and fantasy. I'm I'm just a colossal nerd. Um. <laughs> well, you did talk about how um, you write like dark romance, but you tend to call it more like gray. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to like expand on that? Like, I think you were talking about like boundaries on where your writing will go and you tend to be more mm -hmm. gothic if you want to expand on that a little bit. I like um, to focus around death and, and, you know, demons and like just morbid shit. Like, does the color scheme work if it's all blacks and grays? Like, perfect. Um, but I'm not going to torture animals. I'm not going to torture children. Um, the closest we get to assault is like tiptoes up to that line, but I won't cross it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I I don't want to. So, fair. I know a lot of dark romance readers are just like, yes, the darker the better, the more brutal, the more violent. Like, bring it, and that's that's totally valid. Like, if that's what you want, like, go for it. I can't, I can't write it though. So, some people, especially <laughs> some of the other authors in the sin series, are known for being real dark, <laughs> mm -hmm. real dark. Um, so by comparison, like. Yeah, a lot of people die in this book, but it's not quite as, you know, immediate. Trigger threat. warnings, like on trigger warnings, like. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. there's some trigger warnings, but they're more like, uh, you'll you'll probably be okay. <laughs> yeah. Dark romance, you'll probably be okay. Okay, yeah. to be fair, out of like the seven, seven deadly sins, if I'm thinking about them, and I'm like, which one's probably going to be more mild? I would think mm -hmm. sloth. Yeah. So it works out. I think it's, yeah. it's fair. It was, it's funny. I was, you know, when I was asked if I was okay with doing sloth, they're like, I don't know how anyone is going to do this, but like, do you want to do this? I'm like, yes. And now it's aspirational. I, I also want to lie on the couch and do nothing all day. I have created my new The life. dream. Yeah. I just yeah. do nothing. Yeah. Like that's my inspiration. Um, what advice would you have for inspiring authors? just break it down into smaller pieces because if you think I want to write this book that is so much and it's going to be so much more than you think it's going to be too especially if you're publishing and marketing it yourself um like just break it down into smaller steps even if you're like okay so I'm going to write 500 words 
today. 500 words is so much easier than saying, I'm going to write 2000 words or even a whole chapter, you know, just let yourself do it in small pieces and know that, you know, if you write a thousand words a day or something, you do that for two or three months, you've got a book, like it's done. Mm -hmm. Um, And more than that, get to know other authors and people who are working behind the scenes uh, because they will give you advice. Everybody's so happy to reach out and help and give advice. (laughs) I've noticed that too. Yeah. It's going to make it so much easier if you're like, okay, crap, I need a cover. Like, what do I do? Somebody (laughs) will tell you. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. I love the, the community aspect. That's not the first Mm -hmm. time we've like heard about like the community aspect of uh, indie Mm -hmm. authors, especially. So that's really, that's really nice to hear. Um, you, I mean, you were talking about your earliest memories with your dad and stuff like that. Um, what got you, like, what was the moment where you're like, I am writing a book? Like what, what started that for you? Were you like always a writer and. Oh yeah. Um, I've been trapping people and forcing stories on them since I was in elementary school, (laughs) (laughs) literally trapping my fellow classmates by getting the teacher's permission to read my story to the class, sort of (laughs) inflicting myself on them. Uh, So kind of always been understood that I was going to be a writer Um, And then, you know, I got older and realized that that's not going to look quite the way that you think it is when you're a kid. Yeah. Oh, you're just going to get these big book deals and you're just going to be full time authors. (laughs) Right. It's going to be so cool. And I'm like, maybe that's not going to pay the bills. Maybe I'll teach college or something and write. So I did that. But then, of course, the adjunctification of higher education is just an absolute travesty. So I had to shift gear. So now I'm an editor full time. Um, which is great. So I'm still like using my degree. It's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You're, you're like the second author. That's also an editor Mm -hmm. that we've had on this show. So it's like, it's like, it's still in the same field. Exactly. Multiple jobs in it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I've basically worked all of the major jobs you can have with an English degree. (laughs) (laughs) So I've done it. Uh, And it's, it's great. But I, you know, I've tried writing books um, a lot of times, you know, I've, I've done NaNoWriMo just 10 years in a row, I think, and I, I finished it, but I never had anything I really liked. So it took a lot longer to be like, okay, I started this book, and I'm going to finish it, and then I will have a book. I guess what, what did that was my first book, The Jewel, which came out, I guess, what, two years ago now, um, I had just finished editing my first dark romance book. I'm like, you know what, this is kind of cool. And it just got, you know, going at the back of my brain. Uh, And so then I just sat down and it just came out really fast. (laughs) I love when that happens. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, And and so then I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Then I got asked to do Sloth. And uh, then I've written a sequel to The Jewel. And that's it so far. I've got a short story collection out as well. but Okay. Um, well, it sounds like you're finishing the books. Like that's, that's <laughs> you're getting there. Like if I commit to finishing one, it'll get done. I don't know when it'll get done, but it'll get done. <laughs> um, who is your favorite author? Um, my favorite author, I, I have a few. Um, Neil Gaiman is obviously, you know, like a safe answer. I just finished reading the the Locked Tomb series, or the okay. three books that are out, Gideon the Ninth, and so on. And I'm actually obsessed right now i (laughs) i care about almost nothing else right now than that that series speaking of gothic it's like queer necromancers in space it's it's oh my gosh that sounds awesome um it's amazing it's amazing um alexandra roland is a great author most of them are a little bit more obscure but neil gaiman everybody knows (laughs) nice have you ever like met a famous author like in person or anything oh, like that? Oh, you stole my next question. Ah, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. We were just on that train of thought. <laughs> no, it's fine. Funny, it's fine. funny story. Um, I took, I did take Robert Pinsky to breakfast once. Ooh. <laughs> I had an internship um, at up at a place called the Chautauqua Institution in New York, which is basically a hoity-toity educational colony, basically. And so they'll get in, you know, famous authors and stuff. And I was the writer center intern. So I was driving all the authors around in the golf cart. <laughs> so I literally like drove Robert Pinsky. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Awesome. 
I would you put find that on was, resume. <laughs> yeah. Do you find it was beneficial of you, like, having gone into, like, English academics when it came to writing? Because I, I think you're, like, one of the first ones that went, like, post-secondary specifically in English mm-hmm. to, like, before writing the book, you know? I, I'm not sure. Um, I think it probably, in a lot of ways, it probably delayed actually finishing a book, to be honest, because you read, you know, Joyce and in Wild and Austin and and then I'm thinking about writing what, a smutty romance novel. <laughs> and there's so much um institutional bias against genre fiction in general that I had to unlearn some of that uh to a large degree. So it probably delayed some of it. And then the other stuff, it's like I, I never felt a bias against sci-fi and fantasy but then i'd get in my own head like it has to be really really good right it has to be like tolkien or i'm what am i even doing i have this background in these books right yeah so uh i had to yeah i had to unlearn a lot of that and um talking to a lot of other people i went to grad school with too you know if somebody was reading a smutty beach read it, it took years out of grad school before anyone was openly like yes i want to read this dumb book just for fun <laughs> like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's literally my personality merit. now like yeah. it has to have it has, doesn't have to have any merit beyond i'm enjoying it and that is plenty of merit like that is totally worthwhile on its own yeah right? so i had to unlearn all of that and that that took a while actually that's that's really interesting like it's it's almost like uh you know yeah you're like told what's good and what's bad and then you just feel guilty about it mm-hmm. kind of like how i watch reality television like, right. I know it's trash. Like I'm not. I'm not watching it for quality TV. Like exactly. we watch trash. I read trash. We're all pandas in this world. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, arc teams. Do you have one? And how do you go about getting them? If you do, uh, I do. But it's very small. Most of them are my friends. Um, I did find a few others that the other sin authors had worked with, and they recommended them to me um and and then i've just used them for the other books too because they're like oh yeah absolutely we want to help out so i have a very small team um because i (laughs) you hear all the horror stories about pirating and stuff and i frankly do not have the energy to go through making sure that everybody's vetted so something went well the first time i'm just gonna go with that (laughs) no absolutely um that's another thing um i was gonna ask pirating has a book of yours been pirated yet um i think i saw slots supposedly for download on one of those random sites um i've only seen it the once oh wow i never even thought of pirating for like books and stuff i Mm -hmm. forgot that that like exists (laughs) oh yeah it's bad Don't pirate indie authors. Like pirate I know. big authors. Like, I know. The indies We're alone. not making any money. <laughs> Although, frankly, right now, even the big authors aren't making money, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. So. Well, that's why they've realized that they come on TikTok because um, indie authors have actually made a bigger impact on TikTok. And they've seen that it was like free advertising and like they were, you know, they didn't have to pay a publisher to do it. Now they're joining TikTok and like a lot of readers are getting annoyed. <laughs> like, no, no. We have a space for them, not you. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I like traditionally publish just as much as I love indie, mm-hmm. but I do favor indie a little bit more. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow whoever puts out a video that it's like, yes, that's that's for me. That's my wheelhouse right there. Yeah. Whoever yeah. does it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I find when they like a big anything come onto TikTok for the, the free advertising, it's like it, it, it just feels um what's the word? Slimy? Uh, disingenuous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like eh, like leave us alone. This is social media. It's like I'm not adding you to Facebook. Like I'm not <laughs> I don't want to fall see you on TikTok either. <laughs> personal preferences, personal preferences. That's why I love the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that it it changes it up too. Like it's not the same constantly, so it gives like yeah. other people a chance to figure it out, right? But at the same time, on the flip side, it frustrates me because I could be doing really great, and then all of a sudden I'll tank, and I'll be like, "Why?" Yeah, it, it has definitely found me some books because it's like, oh, you're watching videos about Chinese dramas, 
and you like indie authors, here's an indie author writing a book inspired by Chinese dramas. I'm like, yes. That's, <laughs> it's that's so specific. <laughs> you can, you can search up whatever you're looking for in the search bar and random and things actually come up. And I'm like, okay, I didn't need to know I needed alien porn, but here we are and I'm <laughs> loving it. Yeah, yeah, that's been cropping up a lot lately. <laughs> yes. We like so, our tentacles here. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we've done readings. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So uh, do you write under a pen name? Yeah, Tally Wyndham is the pen name. Yes. Is there a specific reason for that? Uh, yeah, I came up with it years ago. I told you that I, I struggled right with starting to yeah. write smutty stuff and letting myself just do that. So I'd come up with this name like years ago because the advice I'd been told at the time was that readers won't read male authors in romance. Um, oh, yeah. this, this mm -hmm. was, this was probably, I don't know, seven, 10 years ago that I was told this piece of advice. Uh, so I came up with this pen name and then just sat on it. I couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger. Like I couldn't do it. Uh, and then I finally did. And so my friend who was helping me format it and put the first book together, she's like, well, what, what pen name do you want? So I just went with this one. And I will tell you that the first name <laughs> to go back to the geek cred was definitely because I was playing Mass Effect at the time. <laughs> so no, that's a Mass that's... Effect reference is what that is. And the Wyndham is kind of uh, pretentious, posh. I did a lot of British literature in grad school. So that is where the pen name came from. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, do you have any rituals when it comes to writing? Like, do you have to set a candle? Do you have to have a certain drink? You have to be in a certain room, certain music in the background. Certain food. We've had people say they have to yeah. have a certain food. I write better on a notepad um, because it's if I have to hook up the laptop, get it booted up. This laptop is like 15 years old. It takes a minute. <laughs> so if, if I have to pull it up and do all the work to get it running and just it's such a pain in the butt. Um, it always has to be plugged in because it's old and yeah. It just doesn't happen. And then I, I started thinking when I was really struggling, I'm like, okay, so I used to write constantly, obsessively, filling notebook after notebook in high school back, you know, before I had to work. And I'm like, so what changed? Well, I was, I was writing by hand back then. So I started writing by hand and Sloth, Sloth was written by hand first and then typed up. Oh, and okay. uh, it makes it it's kind of like a first chance to revise as well because you've written it out and then you're revising it as you type because you finished writing it so then you're just typing it and you're going oh wait hold on i needed to change this and so it's just like another moment another way of looking at it another way of processing it okay i was about to say like what what is kind of your editing process because we know some people that just like they write a first draft send it to an editor other people are like no i have to edit it like five times before anyone can see it you know so yeah uh, no, I do. By the time I, I get that first draft typed up, I'm, I'm going, I'll go over it a few times and, and fill things in. And then I will have people read it and say, Hey, there's, this doesn't make sense, or there's something missing here. And then I'll go in and fill that in and then do the like big edits at the end, finish everything up. Um, okay. but by the time I deliver it to anyone, it's probably 80% there. Okay. So I got to ask. Hmm. Are you a wide author or are you strictly with KU? Strictly with KU um, because I am doing it all by myself. I mm -hmm. am lazy. <laughs> Sloth. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just to, to go wide, it's more expensive to get the ISBMs and set it up. And it's just a lot of people just like it on KU, especially because I'm not a very well-known author. Mm -hmm. So I find that I get most of my attention most of my income from page reads on KU that works for me um if I ever have a book like magically go viral or, or people are clamoring for one then I might think about something or if I get some more disposable income I might think about going wide but for now this is just easier see you recommend going with KU just because it, it's simple it's a one-stop shop like they do the printing they do everything right mm -hmm. there yeah yeah, uh, especially, yeah, like I said, if you're not a really well-known author, people are more likely to take a chance on reading your book if it's on Kindle Unlimited than they are going to pay money for it. Right, because they pay for that subscription, right? Yeah. Um, just in case anyone doesn't know what KU is, um, you pay 
I think now it's $12 a month. Um, and it's unlimited. Well, you get, you can have 20 um, eBooks on your Kindle. Um, but really once you read that book, you return the book and you grab another one. Like it's unlimited as long as, you know, you read it, whatever. Um, oh my God, I lost my train of thought right there. KU Unlimited is unlimited. Um, so yes, so, and then wide is where you go anywhere but KU, but you can sell your books, like physical, yes. um, on Amazon, but it's also in um, Barnes & Noble, which is in the States, Canada, it's Indigo, um, so on and so forth, um, Apple Books and whatever. I, I don't know what all the other ones. There's like Kobo. I don't know what other ones there are. Google Books. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, there is. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to like think about it, right? But um, oh, I have another question. Um, are you on Audible? Audible? Uh, Audible? <laughs> no, no. So far, there are no uh, no audiobooks because that's it's expensive to get that done and um, doesn't always pay off. <laughs> she does well, sound. <laughs> if you ever if you ever need a voice actor, uh, I work for nothing. So I'm just trying to get my voice out there. So oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She's pretty good. She has some work with, uh, she's doing a Star Wars series, I think, right now, aren't you? Yeah, Star Wars audio drama. That's really just, like cool. a small part in it, but, you know, yeah. it's my first, like, credit, so it counts. <laughs> Congratulations. That is Thank really you. cool. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, so uh, I'm just saying to all future indie authors, uh, if I can get Stream an audio book, that would be, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to, when Dawn finishes her book, I'll, I'll be your voice. My narrator. Yeah. Your narrator. Yeah. That, that word. I can <laughs> do words. Word. I can do words. I'm drinking. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, do you have any more questions? I think I asked all my questions. Um, I, I'm trying to, uh, what product, like you, you, you were saying you have a sequel coming out and you, you write a lot of freelance, what, what's that freelance work that you, you write? Like, I'm curious. Not as exciting as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> just copywriting. Uh, my cousin has a home remodeling business, so I write for his blog. Oh. <laughs> That's not exciting. Um, no, that is, I, it's interesting. It's something. <laughs> else on the side <laughs> it is um and i also you know i'll write short stories i had a little bit of fun earlier this year writing creepy pastas one of them did get sold to a podcast it hasn't been recorded yet but i'm like hey that's kind of cool so that was a little something um, did you used to write fanfics when you were younger oh you look you look like you might have wrote fanfics when you yeah were younger. yeah yeah we'll give that away yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> <laughs> we find like a lot of the authors were like the you know the kids that wrote fanfics that you know so yeah. I used to read them so it's fine. It's uh, fine. Yes, I wrote a lot of fan fiction. Um, I don't write very much of it now, but I'm not going to say there's been none in the last two or three years. <laughs> okay, I have one more question. What fandoms were you writing fan fiction for? <laughs> That follow-up question. I gotta know. I gotta know. So I think I think the first one I got really prolific in, and this is gonna date me, uh, was Gundam Wing. So back in the ye olde days. The ye olde days. days. It wasn't even that long ago. I mean Um (laughs) The when that show came out, I was the age of the protagonists, and now I am over twice that. So It's been it's been a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the first one that I really got into. Uh, I did some Lord of the Rings, obviously. You know, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people normally do like the Harry Potter one. What's that? Okay, I've never. Okay, no, Twilight. I, Twilight was where it's at. Okay. <laughs> I've never watched a Harry Potter movie. Good. Okay. Yeah, don't do it now. Well, yeah, no, it's too late. You not now. Yeah. <laughs> rolling can, you know. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm done with that. Yeah. Yes, I, 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 I did never... also write Harry Potter fanfics, and now I will not. I'm currently working on cover-ups of Harry Potter tattoos. So. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one character, though? I hear a lot of people write fanfic about that one blonde character. 
Draco Malfoy? That's the one. I have his biography. I should read it. <laughs> I just got it. It's, it's on my TBR. <laughs> look at you getting with the lingo. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm not in the whole book community. I like books, but I'm not like in that community. So uh, I'm, I'm slowly, slowly learning. pulling them in. Well, yeah. Now she now she wants to do audio books. So. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll be in there. I'll be I'll be your, right by your side, Don. <laughs> there you go. Slowly but surely. That's how <laughs> okay. you do it. Like you, you meet people and you network and that's how you get things done for what anybody can afford right now in today's economy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so do you want to like plug any upcoming things, any links, social medias, any uh, plug everything, plug, plug it all. Sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so I do have Sloth 2 coming out uh, later this year at some point. Um, I'm about to go out of town this weekend to go see The Cure in Cleveland, which I am. I'm so jealous! <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I was, there were four of us going. I was the only one got, that got the link to get in the queue to buy the tickets. So it was incredibly stressful. I'm sitting there at work <laughs> practically vibrating at my desk like, all of our hopes are on me. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Cries in Canadian. Cries in yeah. Canadian. Yeah, so I, I do. Those get maple syrup tears. I mean, yeah. And I've I've enjoyed watching his whole like going after Ticketmaster thing has been so funny. Yeah. Like, even just so I, I picture him, he's actually a little younger than my dad, but I could see just the angry old man just sitting there you know, watching Ticketmaster to mess up so he can start screaming at them because he's bored and he's old, you know? Like, <laughs> and I love that. I love the cranky old man thing. So, yeah. It's been amazing. So, but I'm going to tell my friends, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my papers for it. And I'm going to tell my friends, don't let me drink <laughs> until I have done some writing. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's good motivation. Yeah, yes. there you go. Um, so it will be coming out later this year. Uh, I I am Tally Wyndham on Facebook. Uh, I've got a group. I don't do much with them. I also have a TikTok. I do a little bit more with the TikTok, but still not excessively. All of my books are available on Amazon, um, all available in Kindle Unlimited. Um, I've got the three that you can get in print and a couple of eBooks. Uh, and then I will be actually coming up with a new design hardcover for sloth one because then i'll be having the matching for sloth two right so Mm -hmm. it'll still be available in this seven sin series cover that it's already available in but then it'll be there'll be a different cover because a few of the other sin authors came out with hardbacks that people were like oh this is awesome so they want like hardbacks with original designs for the whole series too (laughs) okay i guess that's what i've got to do now (laughs) <laughs> um, so that'll be fun and worth keeping an eye out for once I figure out what direction I want to go. <laughs> we'll have to have you back like when Sloth 2 comes out because we'll want oh, yeah. a little piece about that. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be exciting. Um, there are, if if you read Sloth and you're like, Sal is it and I love him, uh, which for some reason people do, uh, <laughs> There are a couple of Sal stories in the Sundry and Spice um, short story collection that is available, uh, which was named for my favorite bar here in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I'll I'll put some links uh, to some of those things in the mm-hmm. description, so awesome. uh, they'll be easily easily accessible to people out there. So yes, awesome. Y- you hear that, listeners? You hear that now? Uh, I just want to say once again, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And I definitely relate to um, Sloth. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked Greed, but Sloth seems to be my person now. Like, I just need that. Yeah. No, I'm too- I, I feel like it's a pretty decent palate cleanser through the series. Like, the others are really dark and intense and just brutal. And this is everything I write. I'm going to be at least a little bit amusing because I think I'm hysterical and that's going to translate to everything else I do. So it's probably going to be a little bit funnier than any of the others. We love humor. We do. We do. Technically we're a comedy podcast. So yeah. I had a hard childhood, so I'm funny. (laughs) It's the trauma that does it. Yeah. 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 
it's okay though I'm self-aware about it. So yeah. same here. Same. That counts as a green flag. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Tally Windham, for coming on. Again, I will have all the links uh below in the description. And we will definitely have you on when uh Sloth 2 comes out because that sounds awesome. Awesome. And well, thank you so much for having me. This has been really a fun way to spend the evening. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You. And also say bye-bye to your doggo for me. All right. He's asleep over there acting put upon because it's not a pillow. It's just <laughs> random furniture, but sure. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and uh, I'll see you next week with another author. Have a good night. Good Bye. Night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 